Howdy, howdy, everybody. I'm here. You're here. <laughs> and so am I. I'm supposed to do that first. Oh, that yeah. That was our, like, intro. Well, why didn't you? You should have Well, because I thought it. you were going to give me a cue of starting. Oh. Next time, we'll, I'll cue you. I thought it was going to give us a countdown, but it doesn't do that. Uh, well, right. welcome, welcome, everybody, to our podcast, Living the Goat Life. Episode three. Episode three already. Woo, woo. Episode three with me, Cowboy Max, and... The amazing, wonderful, beautiful, mysterious <laughs> Michelle. Uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we are back for the the third time, and it has just been the universe's greatest experience. Uh, yeah, bringing you the best podcast there's ever been. I feel like this time might be the hardest. Like I'm having even more performance anxiety right now. Why? I don't know. Why would you have performance anxiety about it? I don't know. Yeah. I oh. mean, the newness is going to wear off for them really, real quickly. What do you really mean the newness? Quick, like, really quickly. Like, because it's a new podcast thing or what? I don't know. Let's, don't just, know. let's just go. We're just going. <laughs> All right. We are just going then. Today, we are in my car, my SUV, outside of Grant's open field for baseball practice. So, we thought... While we're waiting for Grant. He hasn't been to baseball in a long time, right? A really long time. They shut him down. and So when COVID hit last spring, right? He was in the middle of the season? Mm-hmm. Well, his middle school team was going on and his club team was That's about right. to start. That's right. So baseball was in full swing. Boom, shut it all down. And he's had just a smattering of like three or four little practices, I think right? here with the high school, they call it open field and. Um, he's he had I think about four, yeah, something like that. Before cases really went up again, and the governor closed it down. Right. So, so yeah, today's his first day back, and his and they're just forty five minutes. They have to break the kids up into little pods of four, which is perfect timing for us to sit here. Yes, and look lovingly into each other's That's eyes right. and talk about some stuff. Yeah, and our house is a solid fifteen minutes from the school, so drop them off. Go back home. We'd be home for 15 minutes. So, so why not here use, we are. Our, use our time wisely? That's correct. And just talk about great stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so last episode, we talked about a bunch of things. We answered a question from Terry Lynn Thompson about uh, our biggest dislikes and challenges or whatever, something like that. And um, and then we noticed we did kind of roll into what our biggest pet peeves. And who was that? Juana, I think, said that. And then... Um, right. We were kind of talking about the kids and Christmas, and you wanted to say something about well, that. Well, when Claire was listening, there's well, dang it. And when Claire was listening, she said, Oh, we sound so spoiled when Max made the comment about, you know, maybe they'll leave their stuff in the living room because it's not presents they're excited about. Right. And we With, thought we should kind of stick up for our kids because we were begging them for ideas. Kinda. What can we get you? What can we get you? And. Garrett wanted socks and some gloves, and Grant thought of a sweatshirt, and um, exactly. Claire so wanted they... some canvases, maybe. Brooke wanted a mop. <laughs> 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 so they don't really want for anything. They're, they're not like, we need to have this, you need to get me this, or anything like that. So, Which makes it even harder to yeah. do birthdays and Christmas, because... Not for yeah. you, but for me, right? Well, that's what that, that, <laughs> yeah. that it just kind of lends itself right back to my original argument. I was like, well, throw a little money at them and say, well, there you go. <laughs> but anyway. It's not as fun. So anyway, our kids are amazing and fantastic and wonderful. So 
Yeah. It's all, it's, yeah. it's good. And then another little <laughs> asterisk. Asterisks. My sister taught me once, I used to say asterisk, and that is not how you say it. It's asterisk. 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 Listen, we're getting some more vocabulary. This is good. I mean, this is good. We this bring, is good. We don't only bring entertainment, we, but we bring the education. I was just want to talk about, I kind of maybe sold myself a little short in the work ethic department. Because there are periods, there are times that I work really hard. Like work. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you when you set your mind to it, <laughs> yes. we're, we're just like along for the ride because it's tough. <laughs> you, you go. But I really shine at Pumpkin Patch. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I've talked about going back to teaching many times. And, um, oh, I already forgot who asked the question this morning. Wanted to know why I'm not teaching anymore. But I was teaching in um, a city called Las Cruces when Max and I were first married. Right. And then you graduated and we moved to Albuquerque so you could do home building with your dad and brothers. Right. And so we had Brooke and I have never been back since then, which is sad. I love teaching, but I wanted to stand with the kiddos. Do you miss it? I do. But school supplies come out and classroom. I I love. I know what you miss the most, probably. What's that? <laughs> you probably miss. Coming home and seeing you after school? Well, you definitely oh. miss that, for sure. But I think you miss me helping you decorate your classroom. You were pretty good. Yeah, I think that was an enjoyable time for you. Oh, this reminds me. <laughs> right after we got married and I was starting at my brand new school. And it was. <laughs> you uh-oh. So I went to set up my classroom. Oh, really? And I don't even know why you needed to call me. That was before we had cell phones. Yeah. So you called the office asking oh, for me. And you said, may I speak to Miss Ferguson? And they said, who's that? And we don't have a Miss Ferguson. Uh, yeah, you do. She's my wife. I, would know. <laughs> I, I, know she, I know she's there. So he asked for me about my maiden name. And they didn't have a clue who that was. So that was kind of funny uh, yeah that was tough but when i talk about going back and teaching now you really don't want me to because of the pumpkin patch because when we are open with that i am pretty right i mean the pumpkin patch is our livelihood and october is i mean school's in session then and i wouldn't be able to run pumpkin patch without you shucks and because yeah. you are a rock star definitely at pumpkin patch i mean you you definitely Definitely are a rock star. I think when you were still in college and I was teaching, my sister came and stayed with us for the summer. Do you yes, remember? I do. <laughs> and do you remember where I would go and work? Oh, this was, man, these were good times. <laughs> Folks, back in the day, I mean, I was, she was just rolling in the dough. I mean, she's working, uh, she's teaching all day, bringing home the, the, the teacher's paycheck. But then at night, then she would go and she was a server local restaurant and mm-hmm. we would just it was so fun that she would come home and she'd just throw the tips out on the table and we just go all go <laughs> counting the money it was just like miss money bags it was fantastic i forget when it, it must have been in may when aaron came with us because i was still teaching yeah and i was working at cattle baron right so when i where the the town where i went to college was portalis and we had a cattle baron there and so did Las Cruces. So I got to be hired on there. So they let me not work the lunch shift like you usually have to because I had seniority. Right. So I got to just work 
um, weekend nights or weeknights and weekends after I was done teaching. Right. But there were some times you and Aaron would go golfing, go hiking, and I'm like working two jobs. So but, I wanted to just stick up for myself in that area. Well, but I was still in school. Yeah. And, and it wasn't too hard. But I don't know what Aaron and I were supposed to do. Were we supposed to just sit there and no, it's fine. S- stare at the no, wall? No, it was or? just kind of funny. <laughs> it was very exciting. Living your life as I'm. It's so exciting when you would come home and just bring home just pockets full of cash. <laughs> what a great deal. Okay, so anyway, we're talking about. Well, actually, we haven't even decided what we're talking about today. No. But we are answering questions uh-huh. and um, that you all, that the crazy crew has sent in. So since we're kind of talking about pumpkin patch, I think this leads in pretty well. Annalise Finley says, what are your plans for the ranch in the future? So hmm. not a bad question. Uh, it's actually a really good question. So originally, <clears throat> so we'd run nonprofit for... Uh, almost what, 14 years mm-hmm. or so. And we closed our nonprofit. While we were doing, doing the nonprofit, we had our pumpkin patch. We talk about that a lot. The pumpkin patch was a fundraiser for us. And uh, something that um, Michelle and I and the kids, basically, we started it from day one. We actually had a pumpkin patch before we even had the nonprofit. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Um, because we need to our the original... Um, uh, goal of the nonprofit was getting introducing kids to horses because we had a lot of horses and we could do that and get kids on them and all that. So we had to have feed to feed the horses. Well, and we didn't even have any fencing on this land. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. We lived in a neighborhood. Yeah, we were living in town at the time, and we, we just, had but we horses had at our family cattle ranch. Right. So, and you listened. To, you were listening to. Um, like a Focus on the Family episode or something, yep, and it yep. was a lady from Crystal Peaks. Yeah, a place called Crystal Peaks Youth Ranch out in Bend, Oregon, and I was inspired, very inspired, by what they, they what they had been doing with horses and kids, and I thought, well, that's something that would be fun, because we... You were home building at the time, and you, I guess, it hit you so hard, it just came over you that you pulled over, because you're just like, what? And this yeah, is it, a thing? That was a very emotional, I don't know how why, it just, it really hit me really hard. And, you know, I was actually driving to work mm-hmm. and, um, I pulled over to the side of the road because I was, I don't even know why. I mean, it's weird thinking about uh, yeah, it now. Yeah. I forgot. But all you all. said you just got so. I was really like, overcome. Yeah. yeah. I, so like, I'd if I could ever do this, I want to. Yeah. I'd forgotten all about that. Well, and one of the things was with the cattle ranch, we always had, um, people come that had never been mm-hmm. out of the city around horses, around cattle or anything else like that. And, and I just kind of fell into the role of helping everybody else. All the kids, all the, he, Max was down there with. All the time with, with kids and families, mothers, fathers, everybody saddling horses and mm-hmm. doing those things. Cause I mean, my, my dad and my brothers were great with it. They just, that, that wasn't their thing to, to, to work with, with uh, the the new folks that would come in. So anyway, I loved it. I just loved to see how happy everybody got. And, and not that they didn't. I mean, they had their friends oh, they, and stuff like that. But you like, come on, kids, let's go ride. And we're all looking well, at yeah, you. What exactly. are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. No, they loved Can it. we too. take a pause? I would like to apologize to the listeners because sometimes I say you. I'm talking to you and sometimes I'm talking to them. And I think I'm changing my... 
You know what I Delivery. Think. I'm sorry, what, guys. I'm just going to keep doing it, though, because... We have the greatest bunch of people in the universe listening to okay. us. And I think they're able to switch tenses with us. Okay. Switch I really, audience, know what I'm doing. I Fine. think they know what we're okay. talking about, yeah. I just want you to be aware that I'm doing that. Anyone, Very well. Anyone Noted. that knows Right. Oh, God. This is not my calling, podcasting. <laughs> You're so great. Remember, okay, like, That's... it was said this morning that you have a ladybug voice. <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. wonderful. <laughs> uh... Anyway, so, overwhelmed, love doing that, and mm-hmm. thought, man, if there's ever a chance that I can do that, I want to do it. So, fast forward, we just started up a nonprofit. I got out of the building business. And um, so we put together a board of directors of friends and people we knew and threw it together. And we were all sitting around at uh, our, uh, our very first uh, meeting, our very first bird, bird meeting. <laughs> we were talking about birds. Yes. Bird. No, our very first board meeting. And uh, we're like, well, we have to raise money somehow so we can get stuff. And it have, I think it was like maybe September or something. Uh-huh. October was, was approaching. Halloween was approaching. I'm like, well, I don't know. We could sell pumpkins. I've seen people sell pumpkins on the side of the road before. And, mm-hmm. and we had a friend. Uh, one of my best friends uh, weren't you from roommates? college. Yeah, we were. We used to live together. Yep. And her husband was a farmer. So you called up Jeff and said, do you know anyone selling pumpkins? Or that we could get pumpkins from. Right. And they and ended I, up giving us a, like a bed of a truck. Was that how much we started with? Well, we went down, we took a trailer down and we loaded all the, we loaded pumpkins by hand and it probably was the equivalent of one or two pickup truck loads after it was all said and done and that, that they'd given us. And we were looking at each other like, how could we ever sell all the world will will we ever (laughs) sell these pumpkins? And that was now, I guess now what, 16 years ago? Uh ish yeah something somewhere around there and we you know we started out the pumpkin patch to raise money we sold those pumpkins like in the first okay didn't he give us that first load and they were they were hail damaged and we ended up setting and you went up to an auto the um, automotive oh yeah so we were like well we've got pumpkins now we have to have a place to sell the pumpkins and I just started driving around, and I saw a kind of a vacant corner lot that was near an auto body shop. Quan's Automotive. Quan's Automotive. And um, I'm like, well, that looks like a good corner to sell pumpkins. So I walked in, walked up to the counter, and I said, hey, you know, I kind of talked to a manager. The manager wasn't there. I left a message, you know, with a brief description of what it is, was that we were trying to do. And they're like, well, we'll let him know. And sure enough, in a couple a couple hours later... The manager called me up. He asked if I could explain it a little bit more. And just like that, he said, let's do it. <laughs> and I said, well, wow, yeah. okay. Uh, and they they lent us the use of the property. Uh-huh, free of charge. Free of charge. They never charged us for it. It was fantastic. <laughs> free of charge, didn't charge us, yeah. You know, those mean the same thing. <laughs> we, we're slightly redundant sometimes, but it's totally fine. Well, sometimes you have to drive home the point. You do. Yeah. And you have to say it multiple times. That's At least true. I do, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> In case they were, like, nodding off a little bit. <laughs> right. You, gotta, you really got to let them know. Okay. So, so we've got this place to sell pumpkins. It's a fantastic spot. Very heavy trafficked intersection. So, we roll in there with our original set of pumpkins, like one and a half or two pickup loads. 
We kind of do... You put up a little fence. I put up a little bit, uh, yeah, a little fence, like a little split rail fence just to kind of give it some ambiance. Anyone could have walked in at any point and taken every pumpkin we had. It it, was not secure. It was definitely not secure, no. And when you started off, you built wooden boxes that we painted like a cranberry color. And for the first couple nights, we loaded up every pumpkin and put them inside the box and you nailed it shut just to keep the honest people honest, right? Right. But then we quickly realized we can't put up all of these pumpkin... pumpkins every single night so we started leaving them out yeah we were just like well let's just uh have a little faith that uh, we're not gonna have a bunch of bad people come take all of our pumpkins Mm -hmm. and what else did we have we so yes our activities that year we had a mr pumpkin head so we just had a pumpkin on the table with little pieces for people for kids to put in right we had a coloring pages and a roping dummy yep and we thought we were the cat's meow we thought we were pretty exciting i mean that was like the Greatest pumpkin patch in the history of the universe. Yeah, and it was just on this little corner. I mean, it was it was I it wasn't even the size of a house. It was just a normal house. It was just a little little baby spot. Yeah. And uh, so that original batch of pumpkins didn't we sell those in like the first two days or something? No, no. I think it was like a week and a half. Okay, wasn't so, it? But it was. It was a very short was, amount of time. By the second week in October, we were out of pumpkins from our pumpkin patch. Right. And and I happened to be in a men's group at the time, and we were. I was talking to the guys about what I was doing, and and uh, one of the one of the other guys says, "Hey, do you need more pumpkins?" And I'm like, well, "Yeah, we're because we're basically almost out." And he's like, "Well," <laughs> he says, "Well, I've got a good friend who's a pumpkin broker." Mm-hmm. Who knew? Right. I didn't even know a pumpkin broker existed. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that just sells pumpkins. And this guy brokers pumpkin sales all over the country. All right? over the country, yep. And he was just happened to be... Super nice. I mean, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I And so anyway, my friend gave me his number. I called him up. I told him what we were doing. And he said, well, bring a truck and trailer and come out and fill it up. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so it just all happened. We drove out and it happened to be just out on the other side of the mountains, what we look at every morning with the sunrise. Um, happens to be one of the greatest spots that I've learned anyway, one of the greatest spots in the country to grow pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pumpkin farmers out there grow over you know, several hundred semi-loads worth of pumpkins that ship out all across the country. Which you wouldn't think that would be possible in New Mexico to have such great... There's a whole science behind yeah. growing pumpkins that we found. It's just like a perfect little valley for it or something? Is that what you heard? You know, he, he's explained it to me many times, and my thumb is way less than green, so I don't know exactly what it all means. But mm-hmm. he says there, pumpkins need airflow. Pumpkins need a certain soil type, a certain moisture content, and resistance you know, to pests and these things. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be that pretty much all of those things align in the Estancia Valley. And so the folks out there, they grow a lot of pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And it is hard work getting those pumpkins out of the field. <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, so much. it's so it much. It is. So we, for the first several years, right, we we went out and actually picked all of our own pumpkins and loaded our own. Maybe for the first two or three years. Yeah, huh? for about the first three years, I think. And um, we went from that first year where equivalent, we probably sold the equivalent of uh, maybe a half a semi, maybe a quarter of a semi load. Hard to say. And then um, when we finally said, you know what, we're no longer 
a, uh, an outfit that can just go and pick our own pumpkins because it's too much work. We were doing about, I think, two semi-loads. I don't think we picked the third year. I think because that was the year you had that little lot totally graphed out. You have used every little maybe so square inch, and we were we had, we were pretty busy. We thought we were pretty busy. Yeah, we thought we were busy. I think we got to a point where we almost it was like a semi-load and a half of pumpkins, which is a lot of pumpkins. There's yeah basically fifty be anywhere from fifty-five to sixty bins of pumpkins per semi-load which is it can be it's thousands of pumpkins but anyway so we just kind of all then all of a sudden then we were having to buy our pumpkins like every any any pumpkin retailer would and fast forward a ways to where we were you know a couple years ago i think we did close to 10 semi-loads and you, did you notice that we skipped over the whole part about opening the ranch and we I were talking about I the ranch. I edit us. I think the first year, we sold that first load of pumpkins and we were done. We, we made $9,000. We thought that was just amazing and we were out. And the second year is when you had the pumpkin broker and we, we were more proactive, wasn't it? Nope. That happened the first year. Okay. And that memory I, uh, I'm good with. Okay. I know that one for sure. Because we met Bill the very first year. Okay. Yep. So then maybe we just got one more load. We went out and got it. Yeah, and I think we so. sold out still pretty quick. Yeah, we did. And we thought, wow, we're onto something here. Yeah. And and so that is really, that kind of brings us all the way up to where we are, which is, and we had opened the ranch during that time, obviously. Well, something amazing happened with that. So Max was just donating his time mowing the grass at, um, where we were going to church. Right. And he, he told one of the men in charge of a program called Second Saturday. Okay. Right. And Second Saturday is an out, outreach program, kind of a local... Um, um, being the hands and feet of Jesus kind of thing, right? right. And, and so they like to pick projects and like local is basically like local mission projects that the church bands together on a on the second Saturday of every month, and they go out and they they help out causes, whatever it might be, painting, painting a church, picking up trash, you know, whatever it might working be. Working at a food bank, yeah. Well, yeah, working at a food bank, and he, he, I was mowing the grass at the church and doing my thing, and. And he had come. He came out and was talking to me about it, and and was asking me about what our plans were. And he just said, "Well, I think that uh, this would be a perfect candidate, so, yeah. a perfect situation for Second Saturday." And I knew, and I, I think it, I, we had participated in Second Saturday already as as helpers. And it's big. It was like lots of people, you know. Oh, yeah. I think you had 250 people that came. Yeah, it was like 250 people that came from the church. and People we didn't know at all. This we, was a big church. It's called Sagebrush. We no basically party. had nothing on our land at, the, at that particular time. And second Saturday, folks came in, and we had, we had lined out jobs for everybody. And when they left, we had a little working ranch. I mean, oh, yeah. There we had some little barns. Well, the barns that we use now. The arena. The arena the, was set up, the barns. Um, the round pen. We had a round pen at the time. There was picnic tables. I mean, was the tack planted room? trees. Or was that a different day, too? Uh, no, I built the tack room. Um, you did? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but then uh, planted trees. I mm -hmm. mean, there was just a... And we got a lot of stuff donated. So it was just like, whoa, so now we can open this ranch. And so... Yeah, we had... We had money from pumpkins. We had second Saturday, folks from the church had basically built the ranch, and we were ready to go. Mm -hmm. 
We had no water on the property, but <laughs> yeah. no details. But that, but, uh, my, my, uh, brother's brother-in-law um, rolled up one day and donated a big water tank. Mm-hmm. And I had a f- another friend that donated his water truck to come and haul water and he'd fill up the water tank. And then I would hook a hose to that and I would fill up the tanks for the horses. Mm-hmm. And we had horses from the cattle ranch. So we brought in the horses that we, we uh, knew were uh, relatively kid-friendly. <laughs> and I, nowadays I cannot. I would never. Put, uh, my nerves couldn't handle it. So that's how the ranch got started, and then um, so they're talking about the future of the ranch. <laughs> we just have we, been, have we even got you know to what? the question? And I feel like this has been really. Bo- I was just sitting here kind of panicking. That you think it's boring? Kind of. I mean, it wasn't. Here's yeah, the thing that I, I think. do. I don't think it's. Well, it's not the question that was answered, that that was asked. That, we're way off on a tangent. But I think... Well, we have to say where we started. Right, you have to have... evolution. Exactly. You have to have a little background. But we don't need to give them the whole... I think we got a little mathy. You know, sometimes we get a little mathy. We or me? (laughs) Well. Well, maybe. So, okay, so there's some background. We'll fast forward. At some other time... So we started gonna... letting kids come out for free, right? They boom, would just boom, make boom. appointments. Yep, boom. We'd, we'd give if them people rides People gave don- donations, great, but really they didn't. Yeah. Mostly. I mean, the, it was the Very random rare. person. But it was wonderful to see the smiles on the it kids' faces. Great. The parents thought it was great. And, it wasn't uh, a very sustainable It situation. was not sustainable at all. Because we were also, in the in, at that time, became somewhat of a horse rescue. So if there was a sick, old broken horse out there <laughs> um people came to us to say hey i want to give you my horse because otherwise i've got to put it down or otherwise it's too old or it's it, whatever it was and so pretty soon we had 25 horses mm-hmm. at the place and um much like you hoard goats now you used to hoard <laughs> I, I horses was a, i was a horse hoarder <laughs> the horses were much more expensive though they were and um that, they were fun and I mean, it was great. People loved it. They did. And we had so many volunteers that would help give rides and help take care of the horses. And, and, and we didn't live on the property. So it was like, we had to go out there. Right. We were commuting back and forth all the time. And then, and then we got in trouble, which we didn't, you know, it was our land and we had eventually planned to move to it. Right. But kind of the ranch just happened before we even got the house. Then we got um, a letter from the zoning Department. Well, I actually, well, I actually had a, a zoning um, officer? officer, enforcement officer, show up one day while uh-huh. while we're out there working with kids, and he basically told me I was we're going to have to close it all down because we were out of compliance with the local zoning laws. I'm like, well, what do you mean? We can have horses. You know, we we're on our our property was zoned for horses, but the stipulation is you have to yeah. have a house first. You can't have a house without your horses there. Like, you can't oh. have a horse without oh, your horse house there. Sorry. So, yes. anyway. So, they gave us a year to get compliant. Right. Which, we don't get things done quickly. Really? A year rolled around. <laughs> we still didn't have a house on the property. Right. So, we had to go before a judge. You remember? And we were, like, oh, one of, since with the last name of Wade, we were one of the last cases of the morning. And we were hearing some kind of rough people. We sat through some rough cases. I mean, uh, people that were bad, doing bad stuff. I know, and I'm thinking, oh, you know. We're pretty squeaky clean. We're letting kids ride horses for free. We're, we're and these trying. other people are like, drunk, you know, drunk drivers. And the 
hurting other people and stealing things. And It was bad thing after bad thing. And so when he got to us and he said, you've known for a year you have to have a house on this property and you don't have it done, he was really not happy with us. We really felt like hardened criminals. We were so Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. We're really nice. I promise we're nice. But he was not happy about it. Uh Uh-uh. He uh, was not even happy and thought we were... Fairly so. I just... But... It was a relative type situation, though. I'm like, <laughs> like but I wanted to say, but but judge, did you, all the people that all the the ones that you just sent off to jail and find yeah, and, community service, and... right? So anyway, I think that he gave us another stipulation, right? Of he gave us a, like we had to at least get plans submitted, right? Anyway, so might miss out on some of the details, but I had started to build some relationships in the community. And we started to kind of, uh, I I had tried as much as I could to talk with the zoning official, like, how can we resolve this? Because this is too good a thing. Like, he'd come out again, and at a time when we had, the the ranch was hopping with people. There's people everywhere. There's kids on horses. Everybody's having a great time. I'm like, I'm like, can't you see what's going on here? I mean, can we overlook this zoning issue is there a way we can get around it and so basically i had we had to get um the city council had to basically sign off and all oh, is that what happened? Okay. yeah and and allow us to do what we were oh, doing so that's right it went through a big long process and after a long long process and i don't remember how long it was well, then we had to go before the we had to go and present to the, the city board? council or the council okay and so, but it was pretty cool because we had several people that came to speak on our behalf. Yeah, so the council Kids chambers crying, got, got flooded with uh, with people. I mean, if you've ever sat through a city council meeting, there's nothing fun about it. <laughs> no. And uh, it's not like people are packing the seats, but when, for us, they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of people who came, parents and kids and... Wearing galloping gray shirts yep, and... Yep. And, they came uh, in signs and stuff. Yeah, they may have been, and I mean, and they all signed signed that they were there and why they were there and all of that. We had little and, teenagers going up and speaking in the microphone and how much it's changed their life and what it's meant to them. And oh, I, I kind of had forgotten all about this. Yeah. Hey, why did we stop doing this? It's <laughs> like, a, a really good memory. It is. I forgot about yeah, the kids were talking and little kids were talking about their experiences and. That was really cool. Okay, so let's just jump back real quick and just catch them up with the pumpkin patch, maybe. Well, but wait, oh. but I wanted to say, with the city council meeting, what was really, it was so cool, another major emotional moment, when the city council, uh, uh, the chairman, basically read the conclusion, or whatever they call it, when they make their decision, they all voted on it, and they all voted that, yes, we could have Galloping Grace Youth Ranch there, Regardless of the zoning laws, and the the crowd erupted, oh, so okay. it was like That's every right. all the parents and all the kids, everybody was there, started cheering and clapping and and hooping and hollering. Yeah. And the city and the and the those there's still some city councilmen or some people that were on that original uh, city council that said never ever had we <laughs> ever in a in a city council meeting had cheers and celebration after we had made a decision and they thought that was, <laughs> that pretty, was pretty awesome so that was that was pretty that was that was that was yeah. awesome so the whole reason we kept the ranch you were still 
working for a while. And then you mm-hmm. and um, your other brother got out of the building mm-hmm. uh, company. with your, So you sold out your share. Mm-hmm. So we decided to give this a go. So we had the pumpkin patch three years at that first spot at Quan's. And right. by the end, you were really packing in like a maze. And we had all, all kinds of little things. All the we had the duck races and we had the corn box. Bag toss yeah. and... But it was graphed out. We had to use every little bit of space. Yes. So then we get a um, notice that we couldn't do it there the next yeah, year. So the, yeah, so the city of Albuquerque had given us notice that we were to no longer be, do this because it had gotten so popular that there wasn't enough parking and it was causing traffic issues. They said there the was a complaint about the parking lot. And yes. we were so devastated. Like, what? What are we going to do? Right. We, and yeah. so you found a different spot that was basically a street over. Yeah, it was just kind of not, not a few blocks away, a big lot. Much bigger spot. Used to be an old uh, nursery. and uh, They let us use it for free. I just called the guy up and I said, hey, this is what we're doing. And he kind of had known. And he said, well, it's yours. He said, until I sell it, it's yours to use. So nice. So nice. So we, I don't even know, did we triple quadruple our business that next year uh I th- it double was a bunch. It am was i a, exaggerating was, we went up a lot yeah we went up a lot because and, it was so much bigger and there was more room for parking and and then we um had someone from the old from Quans, an employee there that knew us from the funk mesh and he came in and he said i just want to tell you guys something he said, I'm so glad you moved to this spot. Do you remember this? <laughs> he said that there was a really bad accident. Oh, that's right. In the pumpkin patch, where where the pumpkin patch would have been. A right. car from the intersection rolled up exactly where the patch would have been. At, at, at high speeds. Had, in had, the beginning of October. And had, right, had, would have just torn through the, our pumpkin patch. So yeah. it was just like, oh, thank you, God. Thank at you, God. high speed, had jumped the curb, gone up, flipped over and rolled. And no doubt, had anybody been there, they would have been, they would have yeah. been killed for sure. So we felt like, whoa! It just everything was working out. So then we were at this spot for three years, and we started selling tree. Well, we started selling Christmas trees at the other one too. Right, we did some pumpkins and trees. Yes, but then we outgrew this spot, the the second spot. We were there for three years. We and had a similar situation there. There was not enough parking, and it was Rollins, the Rollins lot. So nice to us. Yeah, and uh, world. And so people were having to park across the street at a Target and walking across. At Taco was, Bell. Yep. Was, <laughs> carrying their pumpkins across the street. It was becoming another traffic issue. And it was during Christmas tree sales time that um, a man walks in, turns out to be a city councilman from Rio Rancho. and we Where were, we live. Right. We lived in Rio Rancho. and But the well, pumpkin almost, patch yeah. was in Albuquerque. And he, uh, he said, hey, I... I think we'd really love to have you come to Rio Rancho and do this up there. And so that's how we got to Rio Rancho because then I met with a lot of people, met with the the, the mayor, met with the city councilmen, uh, the city planners, and uh, they all kind of agreed. We'd they love give to... us a great deal using the lot right by the event center. Exactly. A huge parking lot right by the event center. And basically, I mean... Basically, all we did do was is pay to keep the light on at night. There's yeah, they're one, really great to us. And they're fantastic people, and that's how we got into Rio Rancho and have been there ever since with our pumpkin patch. So I think... And our, our pumpkin patch business grew even more. It grew even more because, it, well, in the, our first year there, 
we thought, oh my goodness, nobody's going to know that we're in Rio Rancho now. So we should do a big event to get make sure our name is back oh, yeah. out there. And so I, I kind of get pumpkin obsessed and look at things. And I saw these people. Didn't you see the Property Brothers? They went to the town? It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was Property bro- Brothers that were doing the, I don't know the guys, the Property Brothers names, but. Jonathan and Drew? Yes, Jonathan and Drew. They had split and gone <laughs> to two different cities. And both of those cities were attempting to break the world record for the most pumpkins carved simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And there was a challenge between the two of them. And I, I saw them do that. And I saw this whole, they're breaking the, uh, trying to attempt the world record. And they didn't, they weren't able to break the world record. But I'm like, hey, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> and so, so I said, hey, Michelle, we, we should, should. <laughs> we should, we should try to break a world record our first year up in Rio Rancho. And uh, so, off we went. It's funny and how our brains remember different details of our life, which is kind of good because I didn't know it was our first year there. Yeah, really. Right. Yeah, and yeah, and you know when the kids were born, the so one. this is a great, great relationship. <laughs> 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 and so we did this thing where we have, I mean, the city got into it. The people from the event center really got in behind it and helped us out. And that year, we broke the world record. We're in the we're in the Guinness Book of World Records. Which we've never been able to see it in there, but we no, I've we seen got it. oh you did yeah I'm well not in the actual book but we on, got the, online and we got the certificate and we got the certificate and yeah. the thing we were having people come to the pumpkin bed so a lot of people came on their own but yeah as people were coming to our pumpkin patch we yes. were saying please go in there and help us break the record help us break the record so it ended up being like an hour of people standing in the sun as we we're waiting for more people to go in. They were right. such good sports about it, but we had a drone over us. We had all these um, news people, the whole deal. Cheerleaders from the high school there. It was and, a huge event. It was awesome. And you had to have certain people watching yep, each yeah, section. Yep, what they called? Yep. The, proctors. Yeah, proctors. I think is what they're called, and they had to officiate, make sure they had a group of each one of them had a group of fifty. They had to make the sure pumpkin had to the, be a certain size. We had to pre-weigh all the pumpkins they had to be, have a, be a certain weight they had to carve an eyes nose and a mouth on every one of them the proctors had to verify that that happened the whole deal and um we had over 2,000 oh gosh was it 1,235 anyway <laughs> I don't remember what the record was but we got it we broke we the record we did and and the sad thing is we would have had it by even more but there were like three different proctors that didn't turn in their paperwork. So That's we right. did not get credit for like several, two, I several was, hundred pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was 250 people or something. Something like that. So then yeah. someone attempted to break our record maybe this past year? Last year. Did yeah. they make it? Did we find we out? We don't know. Nobody's ever. Would have been last year, would have been uh, 2000. Oh, 18. 19. 19. Yeah, 2019 because we didn't have it in 2020. Um, so I don't. I never heard whether they did it or not. Look at the oh time. My goodness. And we've not even answered. We've never question, answered. It's and we minutes. have been really drab. Oh my we've been drab. Yes. This I is, think it's been good. I was kind of. I think they're good memories, though. Uh, they're fun memories. It's too factual. Not enough. So we didn't even say what our future is for the ranch. We just said kind of where it was. Well, join us next time. <laughs> we on didn't even living, get to phase two. <laughs> on living the goat life. On our next episode, we might answer the question of what the future looks like for our ranch. Okay. We, we actually haven't even got... zero questions on this one. We really didn't because there's still <laughs> a lot of ranch 
happening. Like phase two of the ranch. Yeah, phase How two. How we went of the from ranch. horseback riding to the whole to livestock and to getting our first goats, really, basically. Oh wow. We got a long ways to go. Okay, well. Um, Maybe we won't publish this one. Publish. Oh no, we would have to because <laughs> really? because otherwise, it's they'll minutes. never have the backstory. Do you think they actually care? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> We're gonna see because we'll publish the third episode of the greatest podcast in the history of the universe, mm. "Living the Goat Life." Just us talking, just yeah, just doing our thing, you know. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, sorry guys. Here we are. We're at the mark. It's time for us to go. Thank you all yeah. so much. Because we remember the outro, intro, outro thing. Yeah. So we have to do an outro. Yeah. Which is basically this. Which is thank you all for listening. We appreciate you so much. We did not answer any questions like we thought we might, but we're get this. These, we're in the process of answering a question, so maybe in a couple episodes we'll actually. We're gonna have the to question. listen to this back and see if it's okay. And of course, here's what's gonna happen: Max is gonna think, "Oh, this is great; they'll love it," and I'll think, Ugh. "Well, that's probably the last podcast they'll ever try of ours." <laughs> that's probably what'll happen, but yeah. I bet we'll just go ahead and publish it anyway. (laughs) Well, there we go. We're at 41 minutes now. All right. Well, it's been fun. As always, I love you. I love you. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. And maybe we'll answer a question. Next episode on living the goat life. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)